Good to see you this morning. I'm Jim Riley. I, um, we've been members here for a little while, and it's a joy to, to be with you. It's really an honor to be a part of coming, and, and, and Pastor Corey has been so extremely kind to me, um, and sometimes for, for those that have been pastors and going into other churches, you know, preachers sometimes feel kind of not Corey. He just, just like family. He was so kind. He sent me a note last night saying, I love you, you know, and uh, from him and Penny, and it just means so much to feel that love and to feel uh, the acceptance, you know, we feel right at home. And we, we're glad to be here. You know, we, we live, we're in a crazy world right now, in case you didn't know. <laughs> um, I've been in the ministry several years, over 40 years, 46 years, I guess, from the, when I was licensed at the age of 19. I was a, started out as a, a music youth director at Pine Grove Baptist Church in Gainesville. I was 19 years old, Cameron, I was already the <laughs> youth director. And, and then from then on, you know, continued to serve the Lord. About 10, 12 years ago, God began working in my heart to, uh, I, I didn't know exactly where he was leading me, but I knew that he was talking to me about something and leading to me. And, I, and it, it, was, it was frustrating in some ways because it, it took some time. Sometimes when God's working in our lives, you, you don't find out right away, you know, within 30 minutes. Okay, Lord, tell me. But he, he has some stuff he has to do with us too to get us ready. And um, I, I continued to, and I, I, I even went back to seminary. Uh, I was a lot older than the guys and the guys and ladies in the seminary with me. It was kind of interesting. They'd look at me, and in fact, at graduation, I'm not, I'm not lying. I was at New Orleans Seminary, and right graduation, I was sitting there, and one of the lady, one of the young ladies that was graduating with me, she said, "Are you in the right place?" And I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm graduating today. I'm, I'm, I'm graduating, you know." So. But anyway, um, it's never too late to get started. But I encourage you, get all your education and all you can, young people, while you're young. Don't, don't wait to, you know, get all you can and go as far as you can because it's not easy as, you, as time goes on. But uh, having gone in the chaplaincy, I'm at Ocala Regional Medical Center and at Shansom, and this year has been unbelievable. I, I have never seen so many people die uh, in such a short amount of time. Uh, COVID is horrible. Uh, as many of you know, some of you have been touched in your own families, and God be with you and help you, but we've seen, uh, I've seen so many, and many young people. The Delta variant, unfortunately, has attacked our young people. And, uh, and I mean 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, and, and folks that had no pre-existing conditions. Uh, they were very healthy. And for some reason, the COVID uh, doesn't differentiate between people. It just jumps on people, and you just don't know why. Um, but uh, through it all, even in the midst of all these things, I have seen, and God put this on my heart when, when Brother Corey asked me last week, uh, could you preach? I, I haven't preached in a while. I've had some health problems. I just had to, six weeks ago, I had to have a, uh, had no idea I had heart trouble, uh, but I had to have a, a pacemaker put in. And uh, so when I, did the, when I did that running deal, it didn't turn out too good. You know, when you, do, you run on the pacemaker, pacemaker, the, the, whatever you call that thing, that doodad that they've got in the doctor's office. 
And uh, he said, you got to have a pacemaker. I'm like, what? What are that? Yeah, what is that for? You know, I don't. Uh, but anyway, so I, I, I'm grateful because I found out that was a lot of what was going on. And, and thank God I'm doing so much better. But today, the Lord put this on my heart, this scripture in uh, Romans 1, 16 and 17. Y'all go ahead and, and, uh, and put that up as, as you can. And, and it's... Um, uh, it says simply this, for I am not ashamed of the gospel because it's the power of God that brings salvation to everyone that believes, first to the Jew and then to the Gentile. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. The next verse 17 says, for the gospel, uh, in the gospel the righteousness of God is revealed, a righteousness that is by faith from first to last, just as it is written, the, the righteous or the just, the righteous shall live by faith. Let's pray and ask the Lord to help us today. Our gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for this time that you've given us to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. And Lord, I think of I am. I'm, I'm not worthy. I am not worthy. But God, you are all worthy. And because of you, we're here today. And we're not here by accident today. And Lord, we think about uh, Pastor Corey and those that are there in Louisiana and, and, and Pastor Cameron and, and Katrina and those that went up earlier and are back and um, serving others, Father, that are going through this difficult time. And we pray for Pastor's family and his, his parents and uh, I think brothers, sisters, cousins, I'm sure other, other uh, in-laws and loved ones, Father, during this time, just uh, help them, Father. Thank you that Pastor's able to be there and and be a tremendous uh, help and a tremendous blessing. Lord, help us not to be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Help us to be on fire for Christ and realize that there's much to be done. And the time could be, looks like it's getting shorter here on this earth, Lord, but, but we know you're coming. And Lord, even so come, Lord Jesus. But help us to not be ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Lord, we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. The gospel... In a nutshell, I remember somebody saying that one time, John 3, 16 says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And so we see that, and also in John 14, 6, we see that Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the light, and no man cometh unto the Father but by me. So, you know, it's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. You know, to think when this COVID thing started, I had no earthly idea. I don't think anybody did. I mean, we thought it was going to just, because poli the politicians got in there and really messed it all up, you know, like they usually do and still are. But, but it is for real. It's just that they've told us so many different things. We just say, Lord, please help us to know the right thing to do and what's right for us. You know what I'm saying? Because it's crazy in so many ways. But, uh, but just be safe and be careful and, and you know, and make the decisions that you need to make to, to take care of yourself. But, but, but through all of that, we're thinking, wow. And then they were saying there may be like 500,000 people die. You know, I'm like, no way. You know, and now there's what, 657, 700,000 maybe Americans? I read uh, just briefly this morning and it said this is our World War II. And I'm thinking, well, not exactly, but, but I know what they're saying, you know, because I think World War II were half a million or so people that lost their lives. It's not really World War II. By the way, this being 9 12, 9 11, here we go. I tell you what, thank God for those that. Uh, and we memorize, are we memorializing 
this weekend. So many. And I think there were over, I don't know, tens of thousands of people that were injured too. We don't always think about the people that were injured during 9-11. But many of those injured, first responders that ran to the fire. Uh, and uh, many of them lost their lives. Some officers got stuck out on the highways and they got out of their fire trucks and vehicles and ran to the fire. And, they, and some, many of them died. Thank God for them that they did that. Thank God for those that uh, we need to pray for Afghanistan. I'm, if I got off all, all of that, um, I wouldn't be able to finish what I'm here to talk all about. But, but you know what I'm saying? We, we've got to really pray for our country because we're, we're in a mess. We need Jesus. We need Jesus more than anything. Several weeks ago, I got a call to go to one of the hospitals, and I didn't know what to expect. And one, uh, there was a young man there. He was only in his 30s, and his wife had COVID. Um, they were from the Tampa area or somewhere down that area, but they had to send them to this hospital for what they call the ECMO treatment. And nurses know what I'm talking about there, the a treatment that's given sometimes. I don't understand it all, but somehow it cleanses, goes through the blood and cleanses it. And those that have uh, COVID sometimes are helped with that. Did you know that over 90 something percent of people that have COVID that go into uh, ICU, have to go in and take the intubation, do not live. I can't even name one that's lived, that, I've, that I've, I've been with families. Pastors, Southern Baptist pastors, Baptist pastors in Ocala, Trenton, uh, uh, Pastor Greg there. Many of us love Pastor Greg so much. He passed away, you know. Just turned everything over to his son. His son became pastor there at Pine Grove in Trenton. And then Pastor Greg went to be with the Lord just recently. Uh, pastor over at Fellowship Baptist, Pastor Steve in Archer, um, whom, I, whom I knew there very much so. It's hard to believe. But this young man came out and, of course, he was very concerned. He says, my wife's on, the, on this uh, treatment and everything. And he said, I need to know. He, asked, he came out and asked me, he said, tell me about Jesus. I need to know about, I need to know. I need to get, have some. So I was able to, I talked with him and shared with him about the Lord. You know, chaplains, we have an opportunity to share Jesus Christ. Now, I can't get up on, behind a pulpit in the hospital and start, you know, ranting and raving like I'd like to, you know, and just really start getting going. And, and, and I don't know, but, I, but there's so many ways we can share the gospel and just showing the love of Christ just like this church has done. Remember back in the day, I won't get off on that. But we'll talk about that later. Let me get back to this young man here because I was fixing to go into something else. Anyway, this young man, but here's the bottom line. He said, please tell me. So I shared with him. He started crying. He said, I, I want this Jesus. And he prayed right there in the hospital. He, he trusted in Jesus Christ as his Lord and Savior. You see, if they ask us, we can talk to them about it, you know. We may not be out there pushing push it, but, uh, but we have Bibles, we have other things, and nobody's ever stopped us from, from doing what we need to do to, to share. And he asked, and I was able to, to share the gospel, and he prayed right there. I said, why don't you just pray in your, own, in your own words and put your faith and trust in Jesus. Turn it away from your sin, you know, and putting your faith and trust in him, because Jesus is the great I am. There's nothing about me or you or any of us that makes us so special and so great. That we're, you know, that we're, we're God's gift to whomever. We're nothing without Jesus. 
where he is our everything. He's our, he's our Lord and Savior. I mean, he's the one that died on the cross. He gave his precious blood for us. Jesus, the precious son of God, was willing. God the Father sent his only begotten son, Jesus, to hear this earth. And he walked among the people. I like that, don't you? He knows what we feel. He knows what we're going through. He knows what we're, he knows our every care. Uh, this morning, there was a, I get the digital paper, <laughs> and there was a, a write-up of, from some nurses at Shands, uh, and some of you are nurses, and it was telling, the nurses were telling what they went through, what they go through. It's, it's unbelievable what they've had to go through, you know, some of the things that they have seen, and a lot of people don't even believe it's happening, but if they, if they could just see from their, their, eye, their eyes of what was happening, and these nurses were telling, and I was thinking, you know what? What would we do without Jesus? Amen. What would we do without him? I mean, two years ago, we, we would have never imagined the pandemic would be like it was. And I mean, none of us here have ever lived through anything like this that I know of, unless you may have gone through some, don't get me wrong now, you've, you've had your own personal things, but it's to see what we have seen now, it's, it's, it's horrible, but we can look to Jesus Christ. In fact, if you'll look there with me, if you look in your Bibles with me to Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, Philippians chapter 3 and verse 13, Paul here, he was speaking to the church, to the Philippians, the people there in Philippi, and he said something very important here in Philippians uh, 3.13. He said, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, now look at this, he said, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So he said, I'm not going to live in the past. And some of you today could say, wow, I mean, I got some heavy stuff going on right now from the past, and there's a lot going on. It may not even have to do with disease. It may, but it may be other things. You can name all kinds of things. Let me tell you what, Satan is working overtime now. He's trying to destroy our country. We see that with some of the craziness going on in our country now, in our government. It's just, oh, I won't get started on that too either. Because it actually sometimes, I have to say, Lord, help me, because it angers me to see what's happening and it, to see innocent people dying. It's heartbreaking. And those that have stood up for us losing their lives, it's just, it's, un, it's, in, it's un, unbelievable. It's, it's unbelievable. But, but Paul said, you know what? I'm not going to go to the past. He said, uh, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what's ahead. I was thinking last night, the Lord brought me to mind. You remember, did any of you run track? Anybody here run track? Okay. I ran th that much of it in high school. But you remember, the, um, like, what was the race where they, you, ran, and you ran and you had to stand, do like this, you have your hand behind you, and then they hand you the, yes, that's it. <laughs> And uh, if you ever drop that sucker, you're in trouble because, you know, but you, got, but, you, but you have to make sure, you have to look behind for a minute there. You have to grab that, what do they call that thing? Baton, yeah, the baton. I thought it was still called a baton. You grab the baton, but you have to keep going. But, the, but I tell you what, you've got to look back for a minute. You've got to watch the guy 
coming behind you, the person coming behind you, because if you miss that, you're, you're in trouble. So you're, you look behind, but then you've got to forget it. Even if the, the baton break falls, if it falls and you miss it, you still got to, got to get it and got to go on. Even if you come in last place, you finish the race. You finish the race that's before, that's before you. You can't, you look back, but yet once you've gotten that baton, you've got to take it and go with it. You know, and it's, 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 in all sports are that way. You think about that. You've got to put the, the stuff that's behind, behind, and you've got to press forward. And that's what Jesus wants us to do, to, to do that. Now, you say, well, you say, well, well preacher, we can't, we can't forget everything. The Bible is saying that you forget everything. You know, and Pastor Corey shared this just the other day, and I agree with him 100%. He's, he was talking about forgetting you remember enough, even though you, you can't forget everything. I think God brings up things in your mind, but to protect us whenever something bad's about to happen or you're about to go into sin or do something or say something you shouldn't, you remember, you remember what he did for us, remember what Christ did for us. But forgetting, Paul said, we got to put the past behind us. Right. We got to put it behind us because if we don't, I mean, good night. Look what he went through. What, he get bit by snake and, I mean, you know, shipwrecks and all kinds of things that happened to him. We'll probably never be in a shipwreck, and I hope you never get bit by a snake. But, but I mean, that's the, I mean, the attacks they received, all that, we have to be willing and able to put that behind us and look forward and, lo- and not look back into the past, but look, look forward to, to our, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We can't look back. Uh, and worry in the past. Do I do it? I have done it before, but guess what? The Holy Spirit convicts us. Your mind starts wandering because we, get, we got that old flesh, Amen. you know, and until we get to heaven, we're going to always have that tendency to, to go back to that old flesh that, that's within us, so to speak. But we've looked to Christ. He's forgiven us. So we shouldn't, we shouldn't live in that past because if you do, it'll just mess you up so bad. But look to Jesus Christ and continue to look to the cross and look to him um, because he is the way. Now, look with me for a minute to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 15. Another, as we think about, I am not ashamed, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 1. Um, This is so... Oh, this now listen, don't miss out on the, what he's saying here uh, to the church of Corinth. He said, Now, brothers, I want to remind you, I like the way he started this. I want to remind you of the gospel I preached to you, which you received, and on which you have taken your stand. By this gospel you are saved. If you hold firmly to the word I preached to you, otherwise. You have believed in vain. I'm going to have to stop there and preach a little sidebar on this one. You, there's been some, I've got to go into this for a second because I think it's happened in Christianity, but there's been some recent things uh, where some said I was a Christian and I put my faith in God and then all of a sudden I started having problems and um, I really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a Christian no more. I'm, I've turned away from God. Let me tell you, that's a bunch of baloney. When... Jesus comes into our heart and soul, and we accept him as our personal Lord and Savior, and we're born again through his shed blood. We have eternal life forevermore. 
We can't lose our salvation. What is it with people saying, I've lost my salvation? Did they have it to start off with? Because when Christ gives us something, he don't take it away. So I can get going on that because it, it really concerns me. And I, I even heard some preachers talking about this stuff, not here, of course. And saying, well, you know, maybe they can, you could, come on, what in the world are we in the pulpit for? What are, we, what are we sharing about some Jesus that can take, we can have one minute and lose the next? He will never leave us and forsake us. His blood is forever and evermore. And, uh, and so he, you know, and that's what Paul's saying. Hey, look, <laughs> this gospel I preach to you, otherwise you believed in vain. So you can have a vain belief. You can have, a, vain is really emptiness. You can have an empty belief. And I believe there's a lot of people, unfortunately, in churches or call themselves to be Christians and they're no more saved than that one of them bushes out in the, out in the, out in the woods out there. Because it, it takes a personal uh, acceptance of Jesus Christ and putting your faith and trust in him. And then when he comes to live within us, that doesn't mean we're not going to have, we're, that we're going to be perfect. That doesn't mean that we're not going to have trouble. That doesn't mean we're not going to have tears. It doesn't mean there's not going to be death. That doesn't mean there's not going to be sometimes questions. And, you know, even Jesus on the cross said, my God, my God, Why? He said, why? Why have you forsaken me? And while we know in, in his human flesh, now, he was God, man. We know Jesus was God, but he also was a human. He was able to feel. He was able to feel that. But he knew. He knew. From all that we, we know here, we know that Jesus knew what, what it was all about. But he could feel that at that time. And you remember, uh, God had to, uh, turned his back, had to turn his back on him at the time he took our sins upon him. Verse 3, for I have received, I pass on to you as with first importance, that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day according to the scriptures, and that he appeared to Peter, and then the twelve, and after that he appeared to more than 500 other brothers at one time, same time, most of whom were still living, are still living Though some have fallen asleep, that didn't mean they were, <laughs> that meant they were dead now. But during this time, there were still some of those guys still alive. Um, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. And last of all, he appeared to me also as to one abnormally born. <laughs> so he, now look at verse 9. For I am the least of the apostles and do not even deserve to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But, look at this. But, he says, by the grace of God, I am what I am. There's another I am. I am what I am. But he was pointing the I am because of the great I am. I am because of I am. He says, I am that I am. And his grace to me was not without effect. Don't miss that. God's grace, God's grace, his grace is sufficient for each and every one of us. For by grace, you know, are we saved through faith and not of ourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. I think that's Ephesians, yeah. And, <laughs> uh, but, but by grace are we saved through faith and that not of ourselves. God's gift to us and so his wonderful grace uh, and he says, his grace was with not, without effect 
no, I worked harder than all of them, he said. He goes on to say, you see his human, his human self coming out. Yet not I, but the grace of God that was in me. Let me stop there again. He said, I am what I am because of God's grace. Now, he worked hard for God. He, he worked hard. He gave, he gave his all to the Lord, but he said it's because of God's grace. And so, um, uh, and he says, whether then it was I or they, that is what we preach, and this is what you believed. I am not ashamed. You know, today we're being asked as Christians to kind of wimp out on things. People don't want to hear of Jesus Christ anymore, hardly. They took him out of the schools, or they tried to take him out of the schools. They didn't take him out. <laughs> because you can still pray, thank God, privately, but, 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 I, but you know, they, they, they thought they were taking him out. But they, they, they did all of these things. Over and over and over again, we see where Satan is working to try to quieten us up. And y'all Christians need to be quiet now. Uh, and if we say something and stand up for Christ, then we're the problem in their eyes. They say we're the ones that are wrong. We're the ones that are wrong. We're not supposed to stand up anymore. We're supposed to be quiet and not share Christ. But let me say during this time that we live, we need to speak up. We need to share Christ. We may not can go. Years ago, we used to go door to door. And, uh, and that's getting harder and harder. You know, you can get shot uh, anymore now. Going door to door. You have to be real careful with that. But like this church is doing and many others, you're going and helping people. You're showing the love of Christ, going out in the communities and, and being mission-minded, going to Louisiana and, and taking stuff to, to help others and to help families and to help babies and children. And people see that. And it shows the love of Christ. And we can stand up. We're standing up and we're saying, you know what? We're Christians. We love you. You know, I know the Southern Baptist Convention set up a large area in, in Metairie, Louisiana, and some other areas there, as well as through Ida and all the terrible storms we've seen just the last few weeks almost, or months. All these things happening. But we're showing Christ. We're showing Him. But when someone asks you at work, you're standing around the water cooler, or someone asks you out in the field, or wherever you're at, don't be ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Don't be ashamed to share what Christ has done for you. See the wonderful grace of God. Don't be ashamed. And also, don't be ashamed to accept Him, even today. Someone here might say, you know what, I'm not even sure I'm a Christian. I mean, I believe in God. I, you won't believe the number of people I talk to that say, I believe in God. And, and I'm, that's good. That's a good start. We need to believe in God, of course. And he's not a God or the God. He is God Almighty. Well, he's the God. He, he, let me go back and say he is a God and the God, but he is the only God, the only true and living God. But it's more than just an intellectual belief. There's more. To, you need to come and say, I really believe in you, and I'm putting my faith and trust in you, dear, dear Lord. Thank you, Lord, for dying on the cross for my sins. And right now, I just give you myself, Lord. By the way, we're not, we're not setting up. When you, that's another thing going on. We don't need to pray a prayer anymore. Okay, maybe you don't, maybe you do, but let me tell you what. <laughs> there needs to be some kind of commitment to you, to the Lord. 
And if you want to call that a prayer, that's fine with me. It may not be the exact words like I am now doing. It may not be that, but in your heart and soul. uh, And I don't have a problem with the sinner's prayer personally. But in in your heart and soul, though, praying and, and say, Lord, I'm a sinner. Have mercy on my soul. That's all it takes. I mean, just come into Christ with your heart and soul and say, Lord, come in and forgive me. Because I'm just a rotten sinner. And come into my heart. And he will. Even right now. Uh, you know. Um, he'll come into your heart. And give you eternal life. And, um, and you need to tell somebody about it too. Once you've done that. And put your faith in Christ. I am not ashamed. Of the gospel of Christ. For it is the power of God. And just salvation. To everyone that believeth to the Jew first and also the Greek. I'm not ashamed. He is the great I am. It's all because of him. He is the one that says, uh, come to me, because we are who we are. And that's all that we can possibly be. I'm not ashamed of the one that died on that old rugged cross for me. Regardless of what's going to happen in these days to come, we ought not to be ashamed of Jesus Christ. Please look to him, pray, and seek him. And by all means, may God help us to be kind to other people. Please, my soul, let's, let us be kind. I see so much heartbreak and people, families cussing out one another and fighting in parking lots, fighting over mama's ring. You know, who's going to get the mama's ring and all, and, and at the gravesides and all of these things. Whatever happened to good old-fashioned Christianity where we love people and even people that aren't like us, (laughs) thank God they're not like me. You know what I'm saying? Love. Show the love of Jesus Christ while there's still time. And don't be ashamed. Don't be ashamed. By the way, you don't have to be hateful and mean to be a Christian. Just because we are not ashamed of the gospel doesn't mean we have to get in people's face and yell at them or scream. I doubt they're going to listen to us, don't you? But if we share God's love in a kind way, it's amazing how people, will, they, they want to listen. Especially when they're down and out and they're going through difficult times. In the trauma unit, I see some of the most heartbreaking things. I go to the worst of the worst traumas. And um, I see some horrible, horrific thing. And the thing that hurts me most is to see the little children get hurt and I see a lot of tears I see doctors who are not Christians that come and say I need prayer I need help you got to do something this is horrific what's happened don't be ashamed of the gospel of Christ it is the power of God to salvation and make sure you're one of his, chil- his children and put your faith in him today Let's pray. Our gracious Heavenly Father, you're so good. And think about that song we sing, you're so good. You're so good. Oh, God, please help us today as we come to this invitation time. It's very important, Lord. We're not just putting this at the end of the service just because that's what we do every Sunday. It's very important. Lord, I pray for everyone here today regardless of who we are, where we've been, where we're going. 
And Lord, there may be someone here today that really needs the Lord. Someone here, Lord, that needs a touch from you, God. Someone here that needs to put their faith and trust in Jesus Christ. Someone that's just maybe brokenhearted or feels like they're at the end of the rope. Lord, help them to put their faith and trust in you because you promised, Lord, you'd be there for us. Even when it feels like sometimes we're kind of at the end of the rope, so to speak. We're kind of at the end of things and we're kind of over it. And we've been through some difficult stuff. Oh God, please touch each one and bring us back to you, Lord. Help us to see the showers of blessings you have for us, Lord. And through the tears, through the heartbreak, through all the troubles in this world, through the messed up government, oh my goodness, Lord, all these things, we can look to you and say, dear God, I am who I am, and you are who you are. And because of who you are, we have salvation, and we can be, we know we've been born again, and we have a life, and we can continue on even in the midst of all that we face. Lord, may your will be done during this invitation moment. Holy Spirit, take control and guide and direct, we ask in Jesus' name, amen.